please remain standing or stand back up and receive the call to worship. Friends, we are in worship this morning to celebrate the love that is imprinted in each and every one of us. Look around. I mean, really, no, look around. The Holy One is in this place. Let's honor God with our hearts. Let's praise God with sounds and silence. Let's serve God with our care for neighbors and strangers, for immigrants and the infirmed and imprisoned. We manifest the mystery that trans and queer, lesbian and gender non-conforming, straight and gay, intersex and asexual, all of our ways of being, each one embodies the beauty and the grace of God. We are a little less than God. And we are proud today because we are the people of God. Through each of us, God is doing a good and new thing in the world. Come, be proud of who you are, and let us worship God together. Amen? Amen. Friends, let's continue standing and singing our first hymn, In the Midst of New Dimensions.
beautiful. I have the blanket spread, and I have young and maybe some young at heart friends too joining me, coming up safely from both sides of the stairs. We have room for all of you on the blanket. This is such a fun Pride Sunday with all these buddies up here. Henry, can you hold this corner up for me? Let's see. And actually, Freddie, can you hold the other side of the corner for me right here? Thanks, buddy. So you guys have probably seen a lot of rainbows this month, yeah? Good, a lot. But have you seen this rainbow flag? No. What makes this, what makes this rainbow special or different? Yeah, Elijah's right, because there's black and brown at the top of this rainbow. Yeah, we got some snaps and claps for that. What else do you see? I saw a hand. Oh, you see some extra sharp colors of gold and blue. Well, this black and brown one, like Elijah pointed out, it is special. It was made a couple years ago in Philadelphia. And you went to Philadelphia? That's awesome. So this flag honors all of the black and brown queer people who have helped move LGBTQIA rights forward in this country in the last 50 years and even before that. So we celebrate and honor people, black and brown elders and leaders like Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. And this rainbow flag that you're helping hold so beautifully and Catalia's doing like cool hide and seek with, we celebrate and give a special shout out to those leaders. So can you stand with me carefully where you're at? And we're gonna say those names and remember their contributions and celebrate them with this flag today. Yep, all the kids, you can hold it and repeat after me. Let's say, Marsha P. Marsha P. Johnson. Johnson. Sylvia. Sylvia. Rivera. Rivera. Say their names. Say their names. Amen. Let's, yes, let's say a prayer of gratitude for our Glitter family. You can repeat after me, dear God. Dear God. We remember these leaders. As we speak their names. Thank you for our glitter family, who teaches and reminds, love is love is love is love. Amen. As we sing Sia Humble, let's carry this flag with extra pride and celebration, remembering that you are so special and God made you just the way you are, my friends.
Thank you, Marta and young people. Good morning, Middle Church. My name is Amanda. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. Welcome to Pride Worship. We are so glad that you are here today, those of you that are worshiping with us in person and those of you that are worshiping with us online, maybe already marching, maybe at brunch, welcome. If you are here worshiping for the very first time, would you raise your hand? All right. Welcome. Where are you from? Tampa. Where is it? Johnson City. Maryland. Who else? Anybody else over here? Yeah. New York. Welcome. In the back? Seattle. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Orlando, welcome. Welcome. Where are you from? LA. Hi. West Hollywood. Anybody else? Did I miss anyone? Our ushers are coming around with cards. When you came through the door, you became part of our family, but we would love to stay in touch with you. So if you would just write your name and email on there so we can say thank you so much for worshiping with us and we can get to know you a little better, we would really appreciate that. You can put the card in the offering plates as they are passed. So today is our pride worship. After worship, we hope you'll join us in the social hall. We have tattoos, we have glitter paint, we have sign making, we have a lot of fun that will be happening in there. Um, and you can buy these shirts. If you are feeling like you want to wear a love period shirt too, we want to give you one. They will be on sale as well as hats and water bottles and a lot of fun things so that you can tell the whole world that you know that love is love and that God thinks so too. If you are interested, we already have some friends right now who are at the Queer Liberation March. But if you would like to join us today at the Heritage of Pride March, we hope that you will, anyone can. Our meeting spot is at four o'clock. All of those details are in your bulletin here in the very middle, right where it starts saying Stonewall 50 World Pride March. All of that information is right here, but our block is on 32nd Street between Park and Madison Avenues. We will be taking groups from the church. If you wanna hang out here with Christina and I, we will be leaving around three o'clock and taking the six train to 33rd Street and meeting our group there. Um, bring water, bring sunscreen. You know it's World Pride, you know it's Stonewall 50. It's gonna be a long but wonderful day and a wonderful opportunity for us to show the world that God loves all people. Yeah. We hope that you'll join us. If you're not marching with us, because I think we'll still be marching at nine o'clock, um, you can see, um, if you missed it the first time, on MSNBC, there is a beautiful story called Rebellion, and um, our senior pastor, the Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, is really the thread that holds that whole beautiful piece together, and I hope that you will watch that tonight or record it. It'll be at 9 p.m. on MSNBC. I think that's all of my pride announcements. Um, hi, Skylar. We are scrolling names right here. Uh, we've asked you all throughout the month of June if you would like to make a gift in honor of someone who has helped you make it through, someone who's part of your chosen family or your glitter family, as we like to call it. Those names are scrolling um, today and will be throughout the celebration. So I hope that you'll take a look at those and see all the people who have made our extended family and our community what it is. 
In addition to celebrating pride, we are also recognizing the atrocities of what's happening at our southern border and the reports that are continually coming out about what's happening down there. We hope that you will make plans to join us this Tuesday at 12 o'clock, where we are joining with a national call from Move On and many other organizations. Uh, we will be on our front steps of this church in a powerful act of public witness to say that what is happening at our southern border is immoral and it must stop. We will be having a close the camps rally. We'll be joined again by the Resistance Revival Chorus, by the ACLU, by the New York Immigration Coalition, and hopefully all of you as we come together to say that we will not stand by quietly for what is happening there. See me if you have additional questions about that. And now I'd like to bring up uh, Dr. Jackie Lewis. Okay, you have a mic? Okay. Charles Brown, Charles Brown. Didn't you love that song that Charles offered today? Come on down. Charles Brown has been singing at Middle Church for 31 years. And I don't know that roses are enough to say thank you. In fact, I'm pretty sure not. But we wanted to give you these flowers, um, Charles, just to tell you the, the composing you've done, the beautiful timbre of your voice, your warmth, your wonderful personality communicates God's grace and love so much in this place, and we love you. And as you retire, we can't wait to invite you to come back. That's how it is. But we're so proud of you, and we're so grateful for this time with you, Charles. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to say that uh, 31 years went by very, very, very quickly. <laughs> but uh, I've often have friends ask me what it's like uh, to sing here. They've seen uh, us on television and so forth. And I always tell them during the whole time that I've been here, uh, lots of changes, including architectural changes. But the one consistent thing is that just as you are, as you come through the door, you always feel welcome. Woo! And that's the way I felt for 31 years here and will, I'm sure, feel when I come back. Amen. Because I'm not moving away, just kind of, I said it, chill that seemed to <laughs> resonate with people. So that's what I'm going to do. Thank you very much. Thank you, Charles. Look at Jake Potter. And I want to ask Tammy Petty to come. Tammy has been singing in the choir since 2000 and Six, seven, seven, 2007, and has been the director of music for the last four years. No one that I know can do music with the breadth of Tammy Petty. From, from rock, no kidding, right? 
From rockabilly to opera, she's been a beautiful uh, playmate. She's uh, really stretched our music and done such a fantastic job. Tammy is not retiring, but she's going to be conducting the Middle Church Choir, and I just wanted to use this moment as a chance to thank you, Tammy, as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Y'all sit down. You're embarrassing yourselves. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I love you guys, and I'm not going away, but I'll be here about once a month or something close to that, mm -hmm. and maybe more often, but uh, such a pleasure and a privilege. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Love you. Thank you so much. And so now it's time, it's a time in our community when we pray. First of all, just looking at your beautiful faces feels like a prayer to me. Happy Friday, everybody. Yeah. Uh, we have a really beautiful piece of music that the Gospel Choir is going to offer as a prayer. Um, it's a piece written by our own Ivan Anderson, and it'll be sung by Nathan Johnson. Um, and so just as the choir comes, I want to invite you to just take a breath. Breathe out anything that made you feel cray-cray on the way to church today. And breathe in God's spirit and know how much God loves you so much. Let us pray.
gratitude and prayer, if you will remain standing and grab the hand or the shoulder of someone next to you as you are able. And we will say together now the prayer that Jesus taught us to say, which is printed in your bulletin. Ever loving and holy God. Let's greet each other now with the love of God. May the peace of God be with you.
Okay. Today's scripture lesson comes from Psalm 8. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouths of babes and infants. You have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beast of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the seas, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. This a word from God for the people of God. Thank you, Achebe and Susan and Alan. I could preach a whole sermon on our amazing elders, young and beautiful as they are. Justice warriors, each and every one, thank you so much for all that you've done to make the human race a better species. Thank you, Achebe. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Alan. Thank you so much. Will you guys say a prayer with me, please? God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And I ask God as we listen for a word from you that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts will be acceptable in your sight, God, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. I knew I liked boys when I was five years old. Maybe before then, but I was positive at five. Kindergarten, Pease Air Force Base, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Mrs. Easley is the kindergarten teacher. She helps us make butter every Friday. When she's churning the butter, her arms are churning. I know that feeling now. <laughs> I'm in love with her. But I've got two boys, two bows. Some of you have heard this, but two boys named Tommy, one with blonde hair and blue, blue eyes, one with red hair and freckles, Tommy Holly, Tommy Hollister, and Jackie Wee had a thing going on. It was lovely. Menage a trois. They took turns carrying my lunchbox to the cafeteria. Yes, I had it like that. <laughs> 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 Who 
Who will put my chair up on the table at the end of the day? I will, I will. <laughs> yes, you do it today, my love. <laughs> Graham crackers and milk and naps. You know what I'm talking about. Naps with your arms like this. Oh, it was a happening. It was quite juicy for five. <laughs> and this was like what it was. My family was the only African-American family on the base at that time, and we lived in a beautiful neighborhood of white folks who were awoke for, <laughs> for that time. Uh, and then Lisa came. Lisa from Mississippi. <laughs> Lisa came <laughs> with her little pixie haircut <laughs> and her southern ways. <laughs> She told my two Tommies that they were now sitting next to the N-word. I know, I know. And I was a nasty N-word. And I don't know, I think this might have hurt more, that I got my chocolate milk from my mother. I was like, what? Milk comes from your mother? I mean, I was five. Who knew? So this was hard. This was a hard, yeah, hard moment where suddenly my happy, well-adjusted, little multiracial life, okay, kind of multiracial life, was injected with othering, otherness. Somehow I wasn't good enough. I wasn't othered for being straight and liking the boys, like, from Tommy and Tommy to Keenan in Chicago to Kenny Muse in college to John Jenka now. That was all good. But for me, it was the, the color dynamic, the problem of the color line. Think for a moment for the first time you were othered in some kind of way for just being you. Just, just pull that in your consciousness for a second. Somebody called you a sissy because you didn't play ball, right? Or they didn't like the way you ran. John and I watched Pariah the other night. Somebody thought you looked a little too butch, hair too short. You have to switch up your costume, put your girl stuff on, and then get to school and take that off and put on the thing that made you feel comfortable. Somebody didn't appreciate you because you were differently abled. You had a lisp or a stutter, or you didn't read as well as somebody else. In a world of tall people, you were petite. In a world of Christian people, you were a Buddhist or an atheist. In a world of, of skinny folks, you were big-boned. Come on. <laughs> In a world of light skin is pretty, you were chocolatey. Be a teenager in 1976, where black lights are all the... Why, Lord, why the black light? <laughs> You're chocolatey brown, plus you look linty in the black light. That's not sexy. You're discovering that you're attracted to your girlfriends. And who can you tell? Because somebody, somebody is going to make you feel like there is something really wrong with that. Or... You're a little boy and you like Barbie dolls. Hello. Or a little girl and you like trucks. Give me the trucks. We, each of us, have been injured 
in our hearts, in the United States of America, in the context of our families, in the so-called safe places of our churches, because we don't look like, fit in, seem like, act like, walk like, talk like what somebody decided is normal. Somebody decided is right. Somebody decided that this is how it goes. Somebody say amen. amen. And, and the worst thing about it, for me as a preacher type person, is all the different ways that religion blesses that kind of bias. All of the ways that scripture is the reason to script hatred and prejudice and bias. All of the ways that somehow God is responsible for us being left out, put down, shut down, picked on, and it's God's will for us to feel that way. And the church says amen to that. And it says the Bible says so. The people who are saying the Bible says so haven't read the Bible. The people who are saying the Bible says so don't know what they're saying that the Bible says, but they say it with authority. And then the culture responds. The culture responds with hatred. The culture responds with violence. The culture responds with othering. And we get hurt. I want to tell you something about what the Bible says today. There are six texts in the Bible that seem to be about gayness, homosexuality, same gender loving. They're in Leviticus, they're in Exodus, there's one in Romans, there's one in Corinthians. Almost every rabbi, almost every pastor who does their work will tell you that what's really at work in those texts is violence, is dominion, is sex or, or sexual behavior that hurts or wounds or doesn't respect, okay? But let's talk about what the Bible says in Psalm 8. In this beautiful psalm, this psalm attributed to David, David is saying that God, this, God is this amazing wonder worker, this magician with God's fingers, making the stars and all the universes, all of the galaxies. And any of us who thinks that there's only one, you know, watch Star Trek. I'm kidding. There's lots, there's galaxies, all of the wonder of the heavens. God made all of that. And then the psalmist is going on to celebrate at the cellular level how God made all of us. Like in the atomic, in the atomic level, like way down in the teeny tiny places, God is also a a, a, a potter, a, a weaver, a, a crocheter of beauty, a, a maker of wizardry and wonder and gorgeousness, that God made all of the things in the heavens and all of the creatures on the earth and that God made them all beautifully, wonderfully, perfectly, exactly the way they're supposed to be. Exactly. In the old black church, you say, God don't make no junk. But God makes beauty. God makes gorgeous. And the psalmist goes on to say that when God made all this beauty, God made humankind to be the stewards of that. Putting all the things, it says, under our feet. Now, one could interpret that like, let's step on it. But actually what the psalmist is trying to argue is that the human beings are just a little less than God. 
I created them just a little less than Elohim, is what the Hebrew says, a little less than God. God made us a little less than God and, and put us between God and the creatures, God and the creation, so we would be responsible for it, take care of it, steward it, love it, love each other, take care of each other. We who are made just a little teeny tiny less than God are made in the image of the mysterious one, which is to say, when I look at you, I get a little sense of what God is like. And when I look at you, I get a little bit more. The complex diversity, the beauty, and the wonder of humankind is the only window we have to know what God is like. That's how we know what God is like. God is a little bit like Jason. Just a little bit like Susan and Claudia. A little bit like each of us. So when we see each other, we can understand the divine. And we are responsible, <coughs> fully responsible, to make sure that the people of the earth understand their child of godness, their image of godness. We are responsible to create a context of love such that the queer teen in Idaho might find a middle sermon and maybe have his life saved because God loves him just as he is. We're responsible for that young lesbian couple at first kiss, first date, that we are not putting anything in the universe that makes them feel some kind of way less than fabulous. We're responsible to celebrate their unique particularity as part of God's beautiful creation. That's our job. We're responsible to make sure that, that the children who speak Spanish, whose families bring them to the border for safety, for asylum, we're responsible to dismantle cages and barriers so that these children can survive and thrive because they are children of God, like we're children of God. And we are responsible. We are responsible for the little girls who are like Lisa. Little girls raised in Mississippi by some mommies and daddies who might have some backward ways of thinking about race. We're responsible to make sure that even Lisa comes to understand that she's a child of God and that the children around her are children of God and we can break down this race crap before it gets started in their young lives. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? We're responsible to do that too. I cannot believe that I get to be the pastor of all this goodness, all this beauty, all this love. I mean, it is really hard to describe as a black chick growing up in Chicago 
with Baptist parents whose expression was always, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Honestly. And mommy and daddy, when they would come to church here, they say, oh, girl, what, how, how did you get to be like this? <laughs> you just love everybody. And I go, you did that. They did teach us to love everybody. And of course, they also had like Southern Baptist, you know, 80-year-old people things, right? They, they, they did. And all of us do. All of us do. All of us have places to grow theologically. All of us have things to undo inside our bodies, inside our hearts and souls. All of us are on a journey, in other words, toward the reign of God and a journey of letting go of judgments, a journey of caring more and more about each other, a journey, a journey of growing up theologically, growing up our faith and growing up the God we believe in. We are all on a journey of growing up our God. We're, we're in the business of letting go of the pocket-sized God that's only on your side. We're in, the, we're in the journey of growing up past the totem God. You can rub his head and he'll give you your wishes. <laughs> we're in a journey past we're the only ones God loves to God loves everybody. We're in a journey even past language like God that can limit the thing that is bigger than God, vaster than God, more mysterious than we could ever imagine. We're all in process. And middle family, our mission is clear. We are revolutionary lovers. We're responsible to exegete these texts. We're responsible to read the resources. We're responsible to dismantle the biases. We're responsible to never say the Bible said so unless we know where it is and why it says so. We're responsible to keep our hearts and minds open and we are responsible to love this world, to love the heaven into this world and to love the hell out of it. That's what we're responsible for. So on this amazing Pride, amazing Pride Sunday, when we celebrate the beauty, the gorgeousness, the delicious, juicy, fantastic diversity of God's people, when we understand that people love who they love and that that's a gift, when we understand that people's genders are their own particular you know, process and that's a gift, when we understand that race and ethnicity is a gift, when we understand that age is a gift, and we want our hips to work, but darn it. <laughs> this, this, is, this is who we are. And, 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 and this is who they are. And they need us to be ambassadors for the, for the revolutionary love, love period. Love period. Everything else is commentary. Everything else is commentary. Happy Pride, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Happy Pride! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Graham's got... Graham's got stuff to tell us. Where's Graham? There's Graham. Hi, Graham. Tell us, Graham. <laughs> so my name is Graham Bridgman. Uh, Behind me, quiet. That's all right. Uh, and I am a deacon here. I came here in 2008. Butch lesbian. I still deeply identify as a butch. 
And uh, I was not out as trans yet, but I came out here in this congregation. This congregation helped me grow into myself, was the first place I ever heard that God loved me as a queer person, sent me off to seminary to keep telling people about this revolutionary love. And I am so blessed. But this church didn't just do that. That church also made me face up about being white and what my work was to do around that, what it meant to be able-bodied and have that be a thing I needed to keep in my mind always, what it is to be upper middle class, what it is to think about my money the way that I think about everything else because if I'm holding my money back because I have feelings about my money and we all have feelings about our money, then I wasn't able to be fully present here doing the work that this congregation and this community does together. So I would actually kind of like to show you yourselves. So if you're a person who at this church heard that God loved you for the first time, would you stand up for me? I'm glad that none of you, I love, thank you, Gloria. And if you're a person who heard that black lives matter in this church, will you stand up for me? And if you're a person who heard that we need to rebuild Puerto Rico, will you stand up for me? And if you heard that we gotta get to the border and work on immigration, will you stand up for me? And if you heard for the first time that you are welcome, that you are loved, that you are a part of this community, middle church, if you heard that it is our jobs to co-lead with God, to make the reign of God possible, this is how we do this work. We do it together. We do it wholeheartedly. We do it with our whole lives. So I'm about to hand this microphone off to Madge to sing you a really beautiful song, but I want you right now to open your hearts, open your wallets. We have 2.5% to finish. That's $18,000. I know some of you have a checkbook and could write me most of that check, if we're really honest, but there are more than 150 people in here, which means that everybody here wrote me a $125 check. We'd be done. We would be moving out in the world. So let's come with our whole bodies, with our whole selves, and celebrate God in this moment. Amen.
meant to be. This is me. Look out, cause here I come. And I'm marching on to the beat I drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me.
Holy and precious God, we thank you for these gifts, this offering that we lift up in celebration of lives that have the blessing of reflecting your brilliance, fierceness, divinity in the world. God, help us to be and continue to be a community that lives into the co-creation of your reign. In your holy and powerful name we pray. Amen. 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 So middle, if you take a look in your bulletin, we have our closing song. And we'd love for you to be a part of it. If you've heard the gospel choir at their concerts or sing, you may already know it, which is great. And then if you've never heard it, amazing, that's great too. You'll get it pretty quickly.
Okay, if you're online, don't you wish you were here? <laughs> wow. You guys, just like some thank yous really quickly. Thank you, thank you, thank you to David and Celeste for this beautiful rainbow. Thank you. Thank you, choir. You just were awesome. Awesome. Thank you, choir. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Listen, don't you want to be a part of this movement? It's so easy. All you have to do is come and see the handsome and talented Bertram Johnson after worship. Put your name in this iPad. It's magic. Suddenly, poof, you're a member. And we'll pull you in more and more, okay? So please join us. $18,000 to make our goal. We're going to make it. Oh, oh. We're going to make it. Because we're going to do it. We can do it. Um, we're in March. We're leaving here at 3 and 3.30. We're leaving from the front when we leave. The other Narsex, 3 and 3.30. Christina and then Amanda. 36 train to 33rd Street. Six train to 33rd Street, okay? If you're gonna go up there by yourselves. Have your t-shirts on, otherwise getting in could be hankety. Every single body in this room, your body's amazing. Say, my body's amazing. My body's awesome. My heart is beautiful. My mind's made up. Love is love is love. Love, period. Love, period. Love, period. Everything else is commentary. Yes. Go in the world and do love. Oh, man.